Hi folks, letters show this week, so your content warning is probably going to be re-recorded. We'll find out. Um, second warning is our pet warning. We have them. We have lots of them. Oh um, god, so many. And Sergey is currently just Mr. Man on my desk right now, wanting all the love. So, uh, that's just a warning. The dogs, the cats, mostly the dogs and cats. Chickens won't be showing up for this, I'm sure. It better not be. And our final warning before we get this show on the road is we swear a lot. Oh, yeah. Mostly it's a cat. Hi, Sergey. I'm talking about you, you little asshole. Anyway, that being said, uh, you know, uh, that's why we're explicit on all the stores, not because of anything naughty. So generally. Just, generally. Generally. And that's that. So, hi, folks. Welcome to Productivity Ep Alchemy Episode 199 which is, I suppose, the penultimate episode of our fourth year. Four years! Four years. And next week, 200 episodes. It's kind of exciting. And, Sergey, please don't love the keyboard. Keyboard doesn't love you. And so, you know, it's it's been sort of like a lot to think about. Um, kind of amazed that it's been four years. And uh, just so pleased that people still listen and write in and I can still get guests and things. And so, you know, onward and upward, more and better things next month, I hope, or next year, as it were. The next quote year starting in like two weeks for, for the show. But that's that, yeah. Uh, this week in productivity terms, it's been a little scattered. Um, we have, I have had, you know, meetings. I've got a presentation I'm giving to the essentially my big boss in two weeks that I'm giving a, um, what, what's the, a preview version of to tomorrow morning of all times to my department in our weekly meeting. I'm actually kind of excited about that too, because, um, I get to show off a little bit about all this stuff that I've been like working on while they're like, oh yes, 15 tickets worked on today for all of this you know, code being written, and I'm like, I was writing this policy document. So um, I'm actually really happy and looking forward to their feedback on uh, the presentation. And Sergey, quit trying to love my keyboard. And so, uh, yeah, that's that's been a lot of my focus. Um, I also started last week triaging old tickets. It needs to be done and helping figure out where they go, if they're still applicable, stuff like that. I mean, these are all things that need to be done, so uh, I don't actually feel bad about it. I actually kind of enjoy it. So, yeah. Um, how about you? How has your week been? I was incredibly productive today. I wrote 3,000 words. Really? Yes. Had I just written them on a project that anyone had bought or that was due, it would have been excellent. <laughs> But, of course, I did not. I was, you know, inspired to work on the thing with the angel and the devil who live in a small town solving a murder. They're both retired. I mean, you know, sometimes you, you have to go with what you have to go with. Oh, right? yeah. I'm, I, if I'm excited about it, that's the time to write on it because I get a lot of words done. And uh, it's good. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, I... I I, I worked earlier this week. Uh, I wrote like 2,500 words on the project that I actually need to get done by the end of the month. So 
I, you know, it's it's not bad. It it's just, uh, I I'm sort of, I don't know. I was doing great because I wrote these three thousand words, but then I was tired because three thousand words is kind of a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's and a lot, yeah. then uh, there was just all this other shit to do. Like you know, I suddenly I had all of these emails I hadn't answered. Ah, and yes, yes. I you know have this this piece of art that a editor asked me for and suddenly was like, oh hey, and I'm like, oh yeah, that one I haven't started. And uh, just everybody wanting things, and the dog pooped on the floor. Yeah, Ernie is is sort of only partially recovered, and so you know, wandering around cleaning that up, and just I would have been in a good mood if I could have stopped after getting all of the words done. But yeah, instead everybody wants shit, and so now I'm cranky. You know, it, it's it's fine, right? I mean, these these ha things happen, um, and uh, heaven knows I have had very demanding work days, and it's like okay, and it's my turn to cook dinner, and I'm just uh, you know, and uh, sometimes it's just my blood sugar's low, and I'm cranky because of that, and sometimes I'm just tired. Yeah, it's okay to be just tired. Many people are just tired and don't necessarily, you know. They don't want to own up to it. That's part of the problem. They don't want to own up to it. Um, and you shouldn't feel the need to always be... And I'm saying this as a, as a general you, not yeah. you personally, because I know you don't. Um, but to, like, be happy or, or, you know, content or whatever, or at least appear to be for other people. If you're not, you're not. Own and, it. You know, own it. <laughs> In my defense, I am generally a fairly cheerful individual. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, God, everything. Yeah. Always, 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 always. Yes. So there was a thing I was just thinking of. I was thinking about uh, inspiration. You were talking about how you were just, it was like the moment had grabbed you and you were uh, and you, that was the thing you had to work on today. And I was actually talking to uh, Christy. I had a tattoo appointment today. And I was talking to Christy. We were out back. And I had was like, okay, when we're done with the arm, you know, I guess it's really getting on towards time to start on my back. And, oh, well, what do you want to do on your back? And I had seen a painting in their bathroom because the bathroom at, I mean, I don't know about the tattoo studios. A lot of the other people go to covered in art from other tattoo artists from uh, punk rock bands all that sort of thing and there was one in there that really grabbed me and i was talking to her about that one and some of the stuff we saw in tibet and she started to get that light in her eyes i said we don't have to make any decisions today. she's like but that would be really cool and so we're it looks like next year maybe back the start of back here just as long as you you get the the uh, something with a yak. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we talked about yaks, and we talked about um, Tibetan guardian demons or gods, uh, um, and we talked about. I mean, it's this. Uh, so the painting itself is this blue, angry Jesus that reminds me very much of the one um, guardian in Tibet. Temple Guardian in Tibet, and I'm just like, Whoa. um, 
I, I know you'll have to see it actually. Uh, yes. But, but I mean, it was, it was just like, wow. And so there will, and I want to incorporate pieces of, of where we've been and, you know, have to have the yak, have to figure out what best represents like Botswana and all the elephant, obviously. Maybe. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, elephants go where elephants want. Um, Road closed by elephant. Which is something they our, our guides actually told us happened while we were... <laughs> our, elephants, our guide said it outright once we were driving around at night in the... Oh the, yeah, and we the, hit, there's yes. a down tree. Yeah. There, there's just a bunch of trees down, and he laughed and said, Road closed by elephant. Yeah, I mean, and but that's just how it... I should point out the national bird of Botswana is the uh, the lilac-breasted roller, the one bird, the super oh, bright yeah, colored yeah. one. That uh, I mean, I might show that to, to Christy, and she will just be like, "Oh my God, this bird's colors!" Um, I love that bird. That bird is. I, I got one of my best pictures on that trip is of that bird. So yeah, yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just funny how. We went from, yeah, no, people are stupid with the, with the whole gas thing, because Christy only found out yesterday from a customer. Oh, yes, we're having a gas run here in North Carolina, yeah. because... Apparently up and down the East Coast. Yes. Yeah. And, um, and... Uh, Florida's having one now, too, so... Yeah, yeah, and uh, her husband, Ray, um, like, had an appointment, had his only appointment for the day canceled, but, and that was good because his motorcycle was out of gas anyway. It's not like he could fill up. And so he just yeah. was like, I'm staying home. And, you know, but, uh, to just watch that light happen and the wheels turn and see, like, literally see the creative process start to chug along, uh, really is just kind of awesome. So, you know, when you get inspired, if, if you have that, Feeling, if you have that moment of something is really pulling you, create it. Just go out and do it. Yeah, go yeah. along with it. Don't tell yourself, I have to work on this other thing, because, yes, you do have to work on the other thing, but by the time you get back to the thing you're inspired by, you won't be inspired anymore, and it won't get done. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the Tom Waits story, was it Tom Waits? Oh, yes. Uh, uh, Tom Waits. Uh, there's a great story that... Um, uh, I can't think of her name. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. But before she yeah. did all that, she was doing nonfiction. Well, I mean, Eat, Pray, Love is nonfiction. Uh, she was interviewing, you know, uh, she was like a travel correspondent and interviewing rock stars and stuff. And she interviewed Tom Waits, who said that, you know, music would come to him and he'd have to get into the studio right then and record it. And one day uh, he started hearing this song in his head and he was stuck in traffic. And he got really angry and said basically to the song look i'm stuck in traffic i can't help you go bother right. leonard cohen or if you wait around i'll do what i can but i am in traffic right, right. now yeah yeah and it was the go bother leonard cohen that gets me every time <laughs> i mean they they while they are very different artists they also have a lot of overlap yes yeah absolutely so but I mean, that's, that's the thing. If, if you're in a position to be able to, to do it, do it. And if you're not, give it back to the universe and let maybe somebody else pick it up. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is oddly. Woo -woo New age for me. and true free. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. All right. <laughs> so we have a letter show this week. We do. And I have a lot of them. I will try not to be cranky at letters. Okay. Um, and so we will get that to you right after this 
and we are back. Back with your letters. Uh, very excited. I'm always excited to get letters. Ursula is not kidding when she says I get excited by He them. really does. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, don't... not like new chick day excited. But no, no. I mean, there's only so much you can do about that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't remember if I read this one last month or not. Uh, but Rick's had written in uh, about... You remember we were talking about inspirational pictures with swooshy fonts? Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I could come at inspirational pictures with ad advice from a knoll, but I feel that, that swooshy fonts would be inappropriate for that. So Thank you, yes. Knolls are characters in the... Uh, yeah. Or a race in the fantasy novels I write. And for anyone wondering, the next paladin book which is the one i'm trying to finish this month yeah and which is a short novel a novella it a will novella. be cheap it will be like 2.99 it will be cheap okay but uh it is also very knoll heavy so well that'll make everybody happy yes everyone likes everyone the likes knolls. the knolls yeah yes all right i'm um, sorry about the clicking by the way folks that's that's my mouse um sarah wrote in to say it had been a while and there's been a whole global pandemic thing so, so thought she'd send in an update um, working from home for just about a year now, for a few months exclusively from home, and as of last August, I'm going in an office once a week, and I hate it. Um, hate working from home or hate going into the office? Uh, uh, partly, I just can't, plain can't do a significant portion of my job from home since it requires having uh. access to the physical materials I catalog, so I'm mostly doing record cleanup. Ooh. Yep. Uh, also come to realize I really value having that very physical separation of work and home modes, and I miss having my coworkers around. You know, that's fair. Like, yeah. I, I obviously mm -hmm. am rah-rah, work at home, rah-rah, but, uh, there are people who, who, for reasons of, uh, uh, either what their job actually entails or yeah. just yeah. mental reasons would prefer to be, you know, mm -hmm. in an office. And that's okay. Everybody should be able to do that if they want. Yep. They just shouldn't have to if they don't want to. My department's work tends to be very solitary, so we're not collaborating about work stuff as often as many people do. And there isn't the excuse of physical proximity to create that spontaneous social environment. I'm hoping that the option to work from home from time to time will still be a thing at our library, but I'm really looking forward to going back to the office. And um, I think there are several people who feel the same way. Um, yeah. You know, I am I am apparently made to work from home, and many people are, and there are people who aren't, and that's fine. Um, it frustrates me that while working from home is basically going to be much more of a thing going forward, it's almost certainly going to be determined by what's cheaper for the company rather than what an individual worker actually needs. On the one hand, working from home is way better for many people, especially many disabled people. Absolutely. And there are tons of jobs that don't in any way require a physical office. But on the other hand, many people don't have a decent setup to work from home effectively, and they're often going to be the very people who can't afford to move to a bigger apartment or get a real desk to take that good work-from-home job, and companies don't often pay for home equipment, which is also very true. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the stress of everything has just shredded my executive functioning, but I've recently found a new productivity tool that other people might find useful. I have absolutely no object permanence lately. If a to-do list isn't staring me in the face, it doesn't exist. So I now have a vague, can vaguely Kanban-like set of note cards laid out on my desk with the things that I'm planning to do today and a stack of note cards with things that I either do regularly or need to get around to sometime. Each morning I go through the stack and pick five to eight things I want to get done that day. Having the note cards be reusable means I don't have to remember to make new ones for things I do frequently, and the stack is immediately available, but not a giant overwhelming list I have to look at all at once. 
that's um that's cool yeah yeah uh and finally here's here's the kind of the bummer part my dad died in uh, November very oh, suddenly. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, public service announcement. I realize there are many ba- barriers to accessing effective healthcare, and I don't want to shame anyone for not being for not being able to go to the doctor. But if you haven't seen a doctor in years because you're healthy and haven't gotten around to it, get a goddamn checkup. It's not like I thought people were lying or exaggerating about the level of horrible paperwork involved in someone's death, but I don't think you can really understand it until you see it in person. Did you know federal retirement death benefits are processed by hand in an abandoned limestone mine in Pennsylvania? Uh, I will link to the, the story about that. This is from 2014, but my dad worked for FDA, and I can confirm that nothing has substantially changed. Ugh. To not end on a total downer, I enclosed the calendar I made after listening to you and Ursula's glorious rant on planner page typography. Um, Lou. Oh, right, who has uh, changed to using their middle name. That is correct, since, since being... Um, Interviewed. Sorry about that, Lou. Um, and uh, yeah, so I would I would share this page, but it's in Microsoft Publisher format, <laughs> and so I had to convert it to look at it. It is actually really nice, but th- are there swooshy fonts? There are not swooshy fonts. Um, no, uh, the conversion I used ruined like font sizes and some of the spacing, so it looks really good. I can see what it's supposed to be, but I. I I don't feel good sharing something that's not what the creator intended. That's totally fair. Yeah. Um, from our friend Kay, um, uh, is a thank you for this quote. Over the long run, the unglamorous habit of frequency fosters both productivity and creativity. That was from Gretchen Rubin. Um, it resonates with my learning and creative experiences with food, costume, and embroidery. I suspect it informs my ability to pack a vehicle. I know it keeps my marriage running because I realized 20 years ago, uh, love is a verb, not just a feeling. You practice it, you get better. It's a great start to my day. I shall do philosophy katas with it as I stitch this morning. (laughs) Um, Kay is one of the Dorsai regulars, a great friend, and also um, does not just sci-fi fandom, but SCA, uh, fantasy, um, you know, was in, uh, was part of, I think... Uh, one of the departments at the University of Michigan dealing with with food and that sort of thing. So, I mean, Kay is just an amazing person. Uh, all right. And now, thank you, Kay, uh, from Klaus. Um, I've been a longtime listener of your various podcasts, and I thought I'd finally write in to show you to a little appreciation for all your work. Aw. I've been listening since Digger was ongoing. And My Alchemist, God. And Alchemist in the Evening was still playing. playing. So that's like... No, don't do the math. 2013. You um, did the math. I didn't do the math. I just also went it by... couldn't have been 2013 because Digger finished it before that. Yes, but Alchemist in the evening um, stopped just before we went to Africa, and then I didn't have the executive function to continue it when we got back. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, so KUC has been a companion for me for long car journeys for some years, the latest of which was in the Australian Outback. Oh, wow. Methodologically downloaded several years of KUEC content, so I had something to listen to while crossing the central desert. No radio that far out. And it helped the very, very long trip feel a little less lonely. I, this, I am yeah. so envious that, I mean, I know obviously if you're right. in Australia, you, you, the Outback is a thing you just get to visit. And it's probably not fun to drive across any more than Texas is fun for me to drive across, only much larger but 
at the same time, God, I would love to see the Outback sometime. Yeah, I know, I know. To this day, I associate U2's voices with grayish red sand, salt bush, <laughs> zebu cattle, and wallabies. It's a pleasant reminder, and I appreciate it. It has also left me with a weird nostalgia for truly, horrendously, god-awful American prepackaged foods, in so much as I get all excited when I see a supermarket in, say, Sydney, that carries the delightful selections from Archer Farms. Oh, God. I haven't gone so far as to eat any of it. Thanks to your sterling efforts, I don't have to. I, if we have saved even one soul. Yes. Uh, the Hidden Almanac, meanwhile, I've only just started on. The short, snacky episodes are easy enough to listen to, but I can pop a, f- a few off while I do my morning run. I know that sounds like a peculiar choice for exercise music, but I could never, uh, I never could focus with a pounding drum in my ears and most running music seems specifically designed in such a way as to be impossible to concentrate on. The Almanac, meanwhile, is easy to listen to, pleasant to focus on, and doesn't screw up my rhythm. Uh, may I also suggest uh, that completely random, but I think it's still going. Um, mm-hmm. If you're interested in running, but or walking fast, which is what I did at the time when I was doing yes. it, and but you're easily bored because nothing is happening, uh, there is uh, an app called Zombies Run, yes, which is a sort of delightful ongoing story where. You are a runner, I think you're runner five for, and the zombie apocalypse has happened, and so you can listen to music or whatever, and then occasionally it will break in and tell you that the zombies are coming and you need to uh, pick up the pace, and, or, uh, you know, so you will do, you can, you know, just, you can walk fast or whatever and then do, you know, short bursts, because, like, look, uh, you know, I'm size triple D and some change. I don't run unless there's a serial killer after me and he has to have a chainsaw. Or you're very late for an airplane. And at that point, you can cause jaws to drop and businessmen to walk into things. Uh, Yes. uh, Kevin has witnessed me charging across a concourse to a plane. And uh, I was not wearing a sports bra that day. And it's amazing I didn't get a black eye. But certainly... A lot of people stopped to uh, observe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Things get tectonic Mm -hmm. occasionally. All this has the occasional (laughs) side effect that in the good city of Svenborg, southern Denmark, some lunatic runs around the Thorpes occasionally laughing like a maniac. This being the sort of thing that might find mention in the Almanac, I find the whole thing very fitting. Yay! My next, next listening experience will no doubt be Productivity Alchemy. My academy has recently instituted the portfolio method, meaning the instructors have told everyone to write a portfolio without at any point explaining to us what that is, because they don't know either, and get increasingly defensive when we ask about it. I'm hoping Kevin's podcast will mention it eventually. It seems the sort of thing he might cover. Well, guess what? I'm mentioning it now, and I'm actually doing a little research into it, just to try to figure it out myself. So we 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 may have your back yes. eventually. Yes. Possibly um, not by the time you need the information. Right. Um, or by the time you catch up to the point where we have the information. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, all the best from a fan, and here's hoping you're keeping your spirits up through all this frustration. We're still locked down in Denmark, and we're doing both business and education via Zoom, making it making a joint effort to keep up an air of professionalism while being somewhat underdressed from the waist down by mutual professional agreement. No one brings it up. That's, that's, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Claus. That's um, fair. I'm going to drop Claus a note to say, maybe you should listen to this episode <laughs> <laughs> a little early. Don't need to catch up. Um, Sarmenia um, is listening to um, the 
um, 2020 in review episode. Um, listening to this in mid-April and feeling horribly guilty, that's fine. I was laid off for two months last year. Not only did I miss my paycheck because unemployment plus the extra kicker made me whole, I also got a refund of all the taxes withheld. So guilty for not having suffered as other have. Uh, no, no, no. It is your lack of suffering does not help any. I mean, it right. helps you. You you being miserable does not make anyone else happy. Unless they're a real bastard. Yeah, and those right. and screw those people. Yes. So mm-hmm. no, you should. It, it is it is good that you are not you know suffering like the the world needs less suffering, not more. Yes. Um. Uh, so guilty for not having suffered as others have. I'm also perfectly fine not going out to the movies or eating out. I didn't have a social life before, so no change there either. But yet there's so much anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, even now we're fully vaccinated. A large portion of the the county is fully vaccinated, and the state, and it's actually catching up. The people up. at the feed store are. Yeah, it's it's catching up around here, but the it there's still that underlying. If that guy over there sneezes, or if that person over there like coughs, is that going to get me sick? And and this is this yeah. is not. I mean, it's you know. The news is trying to do a whole, oh, you know, are people addicted to the pandemic? No, people are traumatized. This is a trauma response. We have spent, you know, over a year waiting to possibly die and certainly have long-term health implications uh, if other people, you know, sneeze on us. And it has been terrifying and we have all felt very powerless. Of course, we're traumatized. I'm traumatized and very little traumatizes me. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, but I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah. And it's, it's something that, uh, as a, um, I think, uh, marked, uh, other plague generations, as it were. Uh, I certainly know there was a lot about, I guess, similar things and similar patterns after the uh, flu pandemic. So, you know, we'll, we'll find out. Dear, dear God, I can't even imagine what it must have been like after the Black Plague, and we will not go there. There are books about it that I just refuse to read because I don't want to know. Yes. Yeah. I, an interesting fact is that um, I'm sure we will get pandemic memoirs and whatnot, but I sure as fuck don't want to read one. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, and I don't want to write one either. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I am currently writing a book that occurs somewhere, you know, in this general time frame. There is no pandemic. There is no discussion of the pandemic. There just isn't a pandemic because... Yeah. Yeah, no, I've lived through shit. I don't... Yeah, yeah. The, no. Too I, soon. Uh, yeah. My life may yeah. be too soon. Um, I will say, though, that... Um, uh, now you bounced off this series pretty hard because you lived it. Um, but Mythic Quest. Yeah. Did, now they, but they did a special, um, which was basically everyone working from home and it had, it was incredibly written, uh, well written and it had both hilarious, yes, this is how we deal with this sort of thing and a couple just gut heart wrenchers that were just so elegant and beautiful about dealing with it that I, I actually like started to like choke up, choke up a little bit. It was, it was, it was really intense. Um, and so I, you know, if you're in the games industry, don't watch it. 
Yeah, this is a show that's uh, basically about people working in the game industry. It's very uh, Ubisoft-esque, and I watched about two-thirds of an episode and was like, this isn't fun for me at all. Yeah. Th this yeah. is like the nightmare uh, uh, that I lived for over a year in a small game company being the only woman there and no one listening to me. I'm like, this is... The, no, I cannot watch this show. Right. You may enjoy it if you're in a different field. You may enjoy it if you're in that field and have had a better experience than me. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, for for you, I think maybe watching the specials would not be as bad. Um, because the, the two specials, because one is about just sort of like the whole working from home thing. But the other one is sort of like they're having their annual, like... They have an in-game holiday, and so everybody dresses up and comes into the office, and they have a whole big celebration. But it was actually really well done. Our lead programmer used to yell, I smell yeast, whenever I walked in the room. Yeah, no, so nothing, nothing. Yeah, I can see why. Yeah, again, trauma. Trauma, yeah. yeah. Um, from Catherine. And I was too young to know that that was a horribly hostile work environment, and I had wanted to work in video games, so I was like, this is what I wanted. Why am I so miserable? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway. you don't have to live like that. Get out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go on. I was going to say, um, actually, this segues very nicely to this comment from Catherine. I'm, uh, hi, Kevin. I'm not sure this counts as cozy, but have you and Ursula watched Broadchurch? Was Broadchurch the one with David Tennant? Yes. Yes. I, we watched Broadchurch. I really enjoyed it, but. I really enjoy David Tennant and everything. It was very hard to watch. Oh yeah, it was large it was chunks difficult. of it. Yeah. And bits of the second season, I basically wanted to grab the the dad and just punch him in the head. Oh, the one that yeah, yeah, like yeah. repeatedly. But um, uh, mm -hmm. not the killer. The other guy. Yeah, the other guy. I'm like, I expect the killer to be a horrible person. You just need to like shut the fuck up. But uh, mm, yeah. Yes, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, it, uh, I really like, I, I have this weird dichotomy where I love shows like that. Uh, and, you know, to a certain extent, mm -hmm. the X-Files, where you have male and female co-workers who are not in a relationship. Simultaneously, I believe this should be normalized. And I also just want to scream at the screen, just kiss already. So right. yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but yes, I will watch David Tennant in pretty much anything. I have one where he's a serial killer. That's fine. I'll watch it. I watched Jessica Jones uh, with David Tennant. Yes. In and honest, uh, just for the record, if you haven't watched this, this was a hard watch for probably ninety percent of people. Oh yeah. Like it it is brutal and and terrifying and he is easily the scariest villain that the MCU has ever come up with. You know, uh, yeah. far and away. I one of the things I will give them for Daredevil and for Jessica Jones. I I don't feel the same way about Luke Cage even though I love the Luke Cage series and nowhere near it with Iron Fist. Um like, I hated Iron Fist. I liked a lot of the side characters. Anyway, the, with Daredevil and Jessica Jones, they did so much development of the villains that you really... I, I mean, it, it actually is worth watching, I would say, the first and third episodes of Daredevil as well, just for Kingpin. 
because it's an amazing performance. The, um, we can skip the second season because that's yeah. Uh, the thing about and, and and as a writer, I loved this so much uh, because when you're and I don't know if this is just when you're a writer or when on some level you know you think you're smart, which <laughs> I am guilty of too. But villains are always frequently stupid so that the heroes oh, can win like yeah. so often and you sit there watching things going okay well why doesn't he just do this and that will end the matter okay why doesn't he just do this and it will end the matter okay he can prevent the heroes from winning just by doing this and it will end the matter uh you know like like all the people trying to kill Luke Cage, you know, by baking better bullets. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he can still asphyxiate. I think you could probably drown him if you really wanted to, you know. Yeah, all kinds of things, you know. He, you know, I'm sure that uh, that parts of his anatomy will burn even if his skin doesn't, etc., 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 etc. Uh, that was actually why I liked the boys because they had the one guy with the invincible skin and I was oh, yeah. like, all right, you give him a dynamite enema and spoiler alert, they did. And it's it not worked. much of a spoiler. That happens like what, in the first episode? I don't know. A couple episodes in, yeah. I think. But yeah. yes. And I'm like, wow, for once they actually did the smart thing that I thought of. The terrifying thing about the villain Kilgrave, you know, as portrayed by David Tennant is oh, yeah. that... They, he was never stupid. Everyone else in the show was holding the idiot ball the whole damn time. Maybe except Jessica. Uh, no, for, uh, Jessica was too occasionally. Like, yeah, but it, it, she it, was the one who was going, I told you. Yes. And rightfully so. Yeah, yeah. but like at every step of the way, he is doing the intelligent thing. Oh, yeah. And the heroes are losing... Partly because they're being very stupid, but also partly because the villain is being very, very smart. And watching that, while it's very stressful as a viewer, as a writer, it was a very relaxing show to watch in yeah. a weird way. Because I stopped having to second guess the villain. I was just like, oh yeah. He is always going to do the smart thing. Oh, wow. That's kind of a relief. I, I can't explain. Like, <laughs> kind of a relief. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, otherwise I'm just going, okay, here's the plot hole I can drive through. Okay, here's the other plot hole I can drive through. Okay, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, oh, I don't have to worry about any of that. Yes. And uh, so it, it's a weird dichotomy. That said, uh, creepy as hell. Oh, and yeah. if you have any triggers around consent, this is a dude who controls people's brains and it will stress you right the fuck out. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, also, for the record, do not go in going, David Tennant, I loved him. He's so quirky and charming. Yeah, and he's he, the one behind you. And not yeah, he's the, a yeah. terrifying villain. He is, uh, yeah, no. And, and that's one of the things I, I want to note. When he plays a villain, he goes all in. 
I think he goes all into everything. And I, and I love the kind of, you know, bouncy rabid ferret, you know, enthusiasm he had in Doctor Who. But Yeah, but, yeah. like, he had none of that in the film where he was the serial killer, which was, oh, God. Yeah, yes. you should see that one, but I... My mother tells me I have to watch the one where he's the young Casanova. Oh, yes, Casanova in Love. Yeah. Yeah, there. It's, I think that's actually a TV series. My mother said everything not up to... The, you know, 65-year-old woman's equivalent of, I'd hit that. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. All right. Anyway, anyway moving on. Moving on uh, from Chris. Uh, just wanted to write about how much I enjoyed your interview with Will Henshaw and to thank you for discussing the COVID-19 vaccine and encouraging everyone to get their shots. Uh, you might remember I've been struggling with long-haul COVID for the last year plus. As you were listening to your symptoms, I was like, hey, that's me. But instead of a week or so, it's going on 14 months. And that was the mm -hmm. one that really scared me. Like, obviously, dying outright is horrible, but most of us don't. It was the, oh, God, what if I get long-haul COVID and yeah. my life is like... Uh, and I'm shoved down to the, the exhaustion and fatigue and low yep. function on top of everything else that's already wrong with me. I am so sorry. Yeah, so not to be all poor me, but to give your listeners a feel for what it's been like. I'm currently taking three breaks a day of about an hour apiece, and they finally are getting to the point where my energy starts to recover during my break instead of just being necessary so I can function in the evening. I'm also up to taking a couple of 15-minute brisk walks a couple times a day as exercise. That's up from the 10 minutes I could handle at the beginning of the year. I'm very slowly getting better and know of people with long haul who would love to be where I'm at. Anyway, get your shots, folks, even if you're sick for a week. By interrupting the infection chain, you're keeping many people down, later down the chain from going through what I have. Very rarely in life do we have a chance to do something so good that grows exponentially. 100,000% co-signed. Yes. Um, also, I just discovered a tool I wanted to share called SkedPad. Of course, there's a tool there, too. It's an app service that's available on Apple and other systems, and I think you can access it from the web as well. Basically, you enter in all your projects and tasks, the due dates, do some prioritization, and then it magically fills up the schedule for the next couple of weeks. You can update the schedules needed. It does repeating tasks, task dependencies, and syncs with your Google or iCalendar, so it doesn't schedule stuff when you've already got commitments. You can also set up time maps and assign tasks to that time map. So you set it up so you're doing a certain kind of thing at a time that makes sense for you. I've got my cleaning stuff up for the morning because that's when my kids have their Zoom meetings with their teachers, so I'm least likely to be interrupted while I'm elbow deep in dishwater. It's been great because I have enough energy to either figure out what I'm going, what I'm doing that day or do it all, but not both. So I front end all the thinking about what I'm doing. I sit down on Sunday and add any new projects and add little quick things throughout the week. Then I can automate the thinking about when to actually do it. I can get, it can get a little fiddly if you let it, but luckily I don't have the mental energy to give into that impulse. My only complaint is that it's a subscription service and is a little pricey. Totally worth it for the amount of staring at a long to-do list in despair that it saved me the last couple weeks. Um, no, I pre, I've started pre-planning my weeks in a lot of ways too, right? Because I sit down with this lovely, planner sheet that uh, was was written by Reagan, and we're working on a version that doesn't have any of the concerns we have with distributing this modified one from uh, a different person. Um, so maybe we'll be able to get that to you before, uh, you know, the end of the year. Uh, I'm not proud. Um, but, um, you know, pre-planning a week can, uh, picking a day and just saying, this is the day I'm going to at least sit down, review my calendar, just fill in 
all the blanks, like all my appointments for the week or whatever, and then that way it's done and you're not taken by surprise. And also you can take the time to say, okay, I have an open spot on Wednesday. I'm going to block in finishing my presentation there. Right. Um, I'm going to look at SCEDpad. Uh, I've looked at a lot of things. And so we'll see how that, how that goes. Why did I write down Agatha Raisin? Oh, right. Cause we we're talking about cozy mysteries and that's the one we're currently watching. So I'll link to that. Oh, that reminds me, Broadchurch, uh, other yes. trigger warning, uh, death of children. So much. Yeah, so yeah. if if that's one of your big no-nos, just nope out right now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's heavy. Oh, God, it, but it's so good. Yeah. Yes, it is gripping in, and dark, mm -hmm. and yeah. yeah. Um, Blue Aloe commented on my interview with Sigrid. Um, the discussion about backup plans and fail-safes in regards to air traffic controllers reminded me of something that happened in 2018 when a big earthquake struck Anchorage, Alaska. The air traffic controllers evacuated the tower and went to the designated backup location. Unfortunately, that building was damaged and not safe to enter. Lacking other options, some of the controllers got into a pickup truck, drove out to one of the runways, and directed the airplanes by radio while standing in the back of the pickup truck. Now that's a backup plan. I still remember when uh, I was uh, stuck in Springfield, Illinois, oh, yeah. for uh, uh, extra days because... Because Some, of the terrorist attack. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a disgruntled employee. He wasn't trying to cause terror. He was... Uh, According to Sigrid, it was a terrorist okay, attack. Okay, well then, yes. Uh, Sigrid would know a lot better than I would. Yes. And uh, Sigrid <laughs> saying, you have no idea how impressed you should be by oh, what we pulled off. No, I... I uh, Sigrid <laughs> talked about some of the things that she could talk about from that event during the interview. And yeah, no, it's incredible what they did and how it all worked out. So, yeah. Um, talking, uh, also uh, talking about rocks and that, uh, cause I think we talked about more paving rocks or moving rocks uh, during that second shot episode. Um, from Lou, the walkway to my parents' house is made of very nice polished stone ovals from the construction surplus store. They're fancy sink donut holes. <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, from our episode back in November, um, when we, when I talked to Terry Gant, um, Terry mentioned ordering from Ingram and I worked in the, one of their distribution centers ages ago before it relocated out of state. Oh, the heaven that was ordering books at a really nice discount. So many books. I still have occasional dreams of picking orders there. Um, that's from Karen. Thank you, Karen. Um, yeah, no, that does kind of sound like heaven. Like living in a place where you could just and getting heavy discounts on books, but what would I do with them all? Where would you put them? I would build a cat house out of them, and then the cats would destroy them. That's that's my fear. Yeah. Um, from Sharon, uh, I know you've mentioned showing appreciation before, but the penguin story really made that click in. For the first six weeks of the pandemic last year, I was doing health screenings for Instacart shoppers at our store for two hours starting at 6 a.m. six days a week, which meant I had to be out of bed by 4.30 a.m. on my bicycle by 5. Ugh. I was pretty much running on the high of my managers regularly thanking me for volunteering to do that task, and in retrospect, I'm astonished and a little worried by how motivating just a few words of genuine appreciation were for me. I, you know... I, we don't get it a lot. In a lot of jobs, you don't get it at all. And so it, yes, it, it can, um, you know, having that positive reinforcement can really be a motivator. I, it, and I find it terrible that that 
you know that it is you know yeah. rather than i mean ideally we should all get tons of positive reinforcement and they should pay us more but uh well not me i'm fine but you know uh, but yeah uh it was um i was i i thanked the the nice postal woman uh and was like i know it's not your fault that all of this is is happening you know and mm -hmm. Uh, when they were defunding the post office and all, and I'm like, you know, I I appreciate it, and I thought she was gonna burst into tears. It was like, oh honey, <laughs> no, it, it it's okay. Yeah. I know you didn't do it. You're you're not trying to keep my mail from me, and uh, she was just like, it's just that you know we tried so hard to. We're always trying to get people's medications out, and they just. Yeah they just act like we're expendable and i uh, yeah she was very upset and yeah. uh yeah it's yeah uh from so from uh jasmine uh, it's either jasmine or jasmine uh, so i apologize for if i'm saying it wrong um so this episode totally explains uh, why i can work in utter chaos in the hospital and work through an overflowing waiting room in a critical patient and yet fail to do something as simple as systematically clean my house in a logical manner without leaving a dumpster fire of half-loaded washing machines and partly vacuum floors with a dusting ra rag that turns up three weeks later from the back of the cutlery drawer looking like it's been through purgatory Thank you for this. Uh, again, that was about my interview with, uh, with Will, um, uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, no, I, I was just, I, I found that one incredibly enlightening. It was, um, and all the science that has gone into, into that product. Um, and now, oh, there it goes. Okay. Um, here we go. Um, continuing from Sharon. Uh, this is, uh, from talking about being sick and, and, um, uh, Sister Kate, our interview, my interview with Sister Kate, um, continuing on my vast binge catch up. This was an interesting episode, but one thing I wanted to call out is that the idea of a bar con or doing the soft skills work of forming professional relationships outside of work hours is pretty loaded. Don't I know it? I definitely believe that developing positive and respectful relationship with your coworkers is great for productivity, but expecting people to participate in mandatory fun, my friend's fa ah, friend's phrase, for these types of bonding activities, outside work hours is one of the ways that people with family or childcare commitments get set back in their careers. 100%. Yes. In my own workplace, I have a lot of coworkers whose first language is Spanish, Portuguese, Chinese, etc., who do great work, but who could be put at a disadvantage by being expected to perform in social situation that happens primarily in English. I think that going into the future, it's important that workplaces consider how their culture of unofficially socializing may be unconsciously giving workers of certain demographics a leg up. There was also the uh, the yeah. thing uh, just recently I, where I was at the Washington Post where the one woman wrote that unbelievably tone-deaf article about yeah. how everybody needed to come back into the office because otherwise, you know, they couldn't go to like birthday parties and and mentorships and whatnot and at that point they were just why didn't wasn't she just paying them to be contractors if they wanted to keep working at home and uh the washington post staff very correctly said if that's the way you feel we're not publishing today and right basically friday blacked out and uh, <laughs> and amazingly uh she changed the title of her article from you know, something like uh, come back to the office or else to, I have concerns about the culture 
of working from home and uh, issued an apology. So, but yeah, her whole thing was like, well, if you're not part of the workplace culture of non-work stuff, what? Yeah. And and it's interesting because where I work, because we're primarily distributed, because we have so many people with different languages and from different countries and different backgrounds, um, we... One, in normal years, we would get together in person. They will bring the entire comp company in one place. And, uh, except for like a skeleton crew of support and those of us who like might have to take a day on call while we're at this thing. But, uh, just not for mandatory fun, but just for us to get together to meet in person to do those sorts of exchanges and without making it, you know, like, mandatory after office fund that if you miss it um you're going to be set back um because we don't have an after office to go to right, right. you know um so yeah there was like during my orient during my week of of new hire training yes there was sort of a quote unquote mandatory fund where all the new hires were like expected to all go to dinner at these things they had set up i skipped one night so i could hang with friends which was fine um but um, not every company, not every company handles does that. it yeah. so well. And I mean, I, I know for a fact there was one company who, uh, when I was in sales, I was a sales engineer, that if I wasn't joining them for beers while the hockey game was on at the bar around the corner every so often or whatever, yeah, I was definitely like politically or whatever, um, being set back in my career. And didn't you have small children at the time? I did. Yeah. Um, and I had one, one night where I was like, no, I have an obligation with my kids. I am leaving to do this. And the manor was like, why are you leaving? That was just the most graceful thing I've ever seen, Hobbs. He, uh, he, Shaw. Shaw. He, Shaw he, tried he did to a jump. spread eagle jump onto the lucite, uh, cover I have over my very nice, go board and just did not nail that yeah he's anyway. uh he's not i, I think yeah. his his depth perception may not be great because he misses jumps spectacularly yeah is something. he cross-eyed he might be cross-eyed yeah anyway but, uh, anyway i what i was going to say was though that i i said to the manager he said where do you think you're going it's the last day of the quarter a very important day for sales i looked at him and said i i have a thing with my kids he says well can't your wife go or something like that it's the last day what if what if we need you like I have my cell phone, and it's the last day of the quarter. If they need me at this point to close the sale, then they shouldn't be working here. Um, that kind of hit him a little between the eyes on that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just yeah, the, the I mean, expectation the yeah. that, you know, also, pff, can't your wife handle it? Like, dude, fuck off. It was a Cub Scout meeting. I was the Cub Scout leader. No, my wife can't handle it. Yeah. Right? So anyway. Yeah. Uh, also from Sharon, um, my interview with Debbie, uh, with Deb Gifford, um, back in December, um, I am no longer a Christian, but Debbie's interpretation of that psalm made me tear up. Your actions matter feels like the tagline for 2020 overall. Um, I was looking and I, I looked it back up. It was, uh, Psalm 136, I believe I had to put the book back because my book with all my notes is really thick now. Um, we'll talk more about that next week. Um, but yeah, no, it was, it was, it's a heavy, yeah. Um, so Sergey, stop that. <laughs> um, 
uh, from Sarmenia. It's good to hear that I'm not the only one who keeps a cell phone as long as possible, basically until it stops working reliably. I'm not a fan of change or having to learn a new version and get it set up as close to my old one is something I dread having to do. Oh, God, yes. I need my app tiles in the same spot on the screen or I get lost. Yes, whenever I add a new app and, like, move it to somewhere and then all the apps shift position on my iPad... I'm like, uh, it's it's weeks before I'm uh, not opening the wrong app because it's supposed to be in the same position and I try to move things back, but I usually can't quite get it. And mm. yeah. Yeah. Um, also from Sharon, uh, this is on the comment when I had a, when I did my interview with Annie. Um, uh, note on why peeps who menstruate might not track their cycles. I've never had, I've legit never had a regular cycle from the time I started at age nine. Yeah, it yeah. happens to mm-hmm. a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. And uh, as what's the joke? You could walk into a a doctor's office or an emergency room, you know, with a sucking chest wound, and your and uh, your bullet, your body riddled with bullets, and their first question would be, "When was your last period?" Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, any small amount of stress can cause my body to declare that the dinosaurs are coming, and we must conserve energy. Shed um, that uterine lining right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think you included the link to Rachel Ann's 2K to 10K. It's still up on Amazon, and I just purchased it. Um, I think at the time, I it wasn't linkable. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, 2K to 10K, It's if that's your thing, it's a good... It, it, that's word count not running yeah, or anything. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and I have, in fact, read it, and it had some, some very good advice. And... Uh, I should probably have continued reading it, but I got distracted after like the third chapter and went and did something else. Yes. Um, but, also, but the first couple chapters, good advice. Yes. And then as a follow-up um, from Sarmenia about the the new technology, about how the... Yeah. Um, but I also like shiny new tech, tech that has cool new things. I'm so conflicted. It's okay. You know, one of the... Well, I mean, for, for me to calm my shiny new tech problem is I have a schedule. Right. Um, I say, you know, a laptop will last two to three years before the technology's moved on that I should replace it as a person who works in technology. Right. Right. Just from that. Uh, phones, I usually keep for two years. Uh, meanwhile, you know, I have kept my laptop. Uh, you, you were commenting the other day. On... I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm really because we're, we're hitting a point where. The drive in that thing is just going to decide one day, well, I'm done. And it's going to be done. Or the battery will stop charging or yeah, something. I've, I've yeah, I've been using the same one since, what, like 2015? So Maybe before that. I'd have possibly, to look at the actual yeah. machine. But yeah. Um, so, and uh, I, I know a lot of people who aren't as aggressive as I tend to be, but... Um, it's your job. Sometimes it's my job. Sometimes it's just that... Um, you know, at two years, the FOMO starts to get to me, the fear of missing out. Yeah, well, there's also, you know, budget. A lot of people do not have the yes, tech budget that you do yeah. and cannot, for example, write it off as a business expense as, you know, I can, although I'm going to cling to that laptop until it explodes because apparently they don't make the errors like that anymore or something. But Oh, the, the new ones are so much better. Yeah, it was two-year upgrade time. You should. I will show. It's really nice. 
It works fine. <laughs> All it has to do is is run Word and like Calibre and uh, oh, right, email. Because we were having problems with the new D and D software on your laptop, and yes, it's, yes. Uh, and I had to go switch to my, you know, like actual uh, gaming laptop to play a game. Yes, my big splurge of I think four years ago now. Oh yeah. Uh, which by gaming terms probably means it's obsolete, but it still seems so powerful. Oh to yeah. Me. yeah, 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 yeah. Then yeah. so yeah, I had to go open it up in there, which was annoying because I don't put anything on that laptop. Like that only runs Steam, so it was like, what do you mean I have to use a browser? What is this bullshit? <laughs> and then it was like, wait, the links in the email that would require me to open the email. I'm not installing Discord on this this box. That this Today. this thing runs Steam. All it runs is Steam. That's all it's for. Anyway, moving on. Do we but have if, another letter? Uh, no, actually, that was the last one. Okay. Yeah. But if you get one of the new airs, you can run all that. But I don't want to. I have the games machine, and it runs games. And I have the work machine, and it runs Word. And this way, I can play games without having to worry about my email or anything, because I literally cannot look at it without opening a different computer. Which means I'm doing the thing you've said to do about true. work okay, and, but, and play balance. Okay, so but where does, uh, where does Discord fit in? Uh, it's the thing on my iPad where we put our food orders in when Liz offers to make a fast food Yeah, run. but it's also what we use for the game. I guess, yeah. So, you maybe, you know, Discord on that machine isn't so bad because it's where you play. This seems like a trap. It's not a trap. Totally a trap. Not a trap. Anyway, anyway, thank you for sending all of your letters, yes, and yes. Uh, we will be back to talk about it right after this. are back. Um, first and foremost, I want to thank uh, Rick, Lou, Kay, Klaus, um, Sarmenia, Catherine, Chris, uh, Blue Aloe, uh, Karen, Sharon, and uh, Jasmine, I think. It's sorry. Please remind me of how to pronounce your name. Um, for all your letters, for listening, for all of your feedback, I love it. Yes. You know, I, I may not read it immediately, but I do read it all. Yes, it um, keeps us from feeling like we are shouting into the void. Yes. And yes. while I am a great shouter into the void, being a writer, uh, it, it's a little harder for Kevin. Yes, especially also because your void is often Twitter and... Um, oh, well, no, that's not shouting into the void. That's, that's shouting to an audience who are generally very sweet. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and, now, well, they're, not, we're, they're not. I pummel them. Yeah, well... Okay. Uh, one of the things, though, that we were uh, we talked about during the break was that um, uh, I did talk about like upgrading things really frequently, right? Which yeah. means I might have 
surplus hardware. And one of the things I want to make clear is it's not gathering dust, right? Um, I rehome stuff. Like a lot of it, my kids got a lot of their upgrades, yeah. like, and their first computers or whatever it was my two years old model that worked just fine for them, but wasn't quite enough for code or recording after, you know, a couple years. Um, a couple have met dedicated, have dedicated purposes. Like the, my, my prior laptop is now dedicated to nothing but recording and producing podcasts. Yes. Um, you know, and, uh, all of my old machines, I think have usually gone to my mother. Yes. And so there, there is a thing is you could, you could rehome this machine, which is before it explodes, before it explodes. Yes. You could rehome it to your mother or your brother. And then they would get some good out of it. They would get a significant upgrade. I suppose that is true. Mm-hmm. I could do a thing like yes. that. And everything. It I, still I, is a trap. It's not a trap. It's a trap. Totally not a trap. Anyway. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah. our word for the, our, our badge code for the day is, uh, it's a trap. <laughs> yes. There's no apostrophe because you can't put apostrophes in the things, but. Uh, I, I don't know. I haven't tried it, but. Yeah. So just imagine Admiral Akbar. Because. It's a trap. Yes. That's, that's all I can think of. Yes. When, whenever I hear that phrase. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, you fill that out you 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 claim that badge by going to productivityalchemy.com and putting it in the little badge code bar and there's a, a menu up there about badges and you can find out all the the good stuff about open badges uh and how we issue them yep the other thing you will find there is um a support us link yes which as we frequently say at this point don't we are Don't. fine. Yeah. We do not need support. We will tell you immediately if we do, but we are doing great and lots of people need it worse, which yep. leads us to uh, the charity of the week, which you had one. Yes, yes it is. Uh, we're, we're, I want to uh, go again with Trans Lifeline. Yes. Uh, who are providing to um, at-risk trans youth, um, to trans adults who are um, having difficulties or issues. They are... Um, a lifeline by and for trans people. Yes. So, um, and it's, it's, uh, I have reasons that I don't really want to discuss, um, right now for this being kind of a personal one this week. Um, but I think it's really important that we support these resources. Um, and that, uh, you know, any help we can give to people who are in trouble, any support they need, um, especially, um, uh, trans youth, um, is just, you know, so very, very, very important. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's, um, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you feel the need to absolutely give us money, we do, there's Ursula's Patreon, there's a coffee link. I, I don't turn down free cups of coffee, but I'd rather you give it to someone who needs it more than I do. I have plenty of coffee. Yes. Ursula would claim I have too much coffee in the house. You know, the important thing is that you're caffeinated. Um, yeah, it really is. So, um, so on that note, I think we're done. Um, yes. You know what, gang? Uh, this is it. Next week is 200. I am, I am just floored that we've gotten this far together. Uh, God, just thinking about it, I'm missing up now. So we should get it. We should stop now. We should stop. We'll we'll talk next week. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, remember, do your best to um, stay productive. It's trap. Uh, Sergey, quit beating Shaw's ass. Like, literally. Trap. Totally a trap.